the poet Rumi says that the wound is where the light enters the body. I came to understand that in a very tangible way as this wounded feminine aspect of myself served as, as this entry point for me to help bring healing to others. As I'm doing this work on my body, I'm feeling my expressions of self become softer, right? As I strengthen this left, I become more in line, more stronger in my feminine aspect. I can see how that reflects in how I see women and how I engage with women. You know, if we've just gone through this whole episode on porn and talking about that, and I, I know that it's all interwoven. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Psilocybin Says. I'm your co-host, Eric Osborne. If you're brand new to the show, well, thank you for joining us. And if you're a return listener, thank you even more. Topic today is a relatively new one for me, the world of physical fitness. But it's something that the mushrooms have been strongly suggesting that I get involved with for a while. And it looks like the time has finally arrived. I may have had more than 500 doses of psilocybin mushrooms in my lifetime, and I have administered Many thousands, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of learning and growth to do. So I'm happy to share my story with you here. And Courtney as well. She's got actually quite a bit more to offer around this topic as a uh, (laughs) professional ice skater. And as you'll hear, a (laughs) rowboater for a while anyway. One of the most important considerations that I want to help drive home is that integration is a lifelong experience. Maybe you're feeling like you're not doing as well as you could or should be doing implementing the instructions from your mushroom sessions well have some patience be kind to yourself let it all unfold in its time but do listen to the mushroom when it tells you to take good care of yourself you are so valuable to so many people and we want to see you around as long as possible So with that being said, let's just jump right into this episode that I found to be actually pretty humorous listening back to it. I love my wife, y'all. It's such a wonderful thing to have people in your life that love you and that you get to love back. And even if we don't know each other, I got a lot of love for you. You're part of our community. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, you can check out my live stream on most Mondays by going to the Psilocybin Says YouTube channel. That show is called On Psilocybin with Eric. So if you'd like to be on Psilocybin with me, well, hop on over to the YouTube channel or Facebook page on Monday nights at 7 Eastern. Be a part of the conversation. We truly appreciate you being a part of the show and consider you a part of it. That being said, don't forget to leave a review, please. It helps so much. And yes, I am working to improve the audio quality. We've got a lot of people, not a lot, we've had several people message letting us know that the audio could be improved, and I fully recognize that. You'd think after all these years I would have it down, but I don't. So, working on it. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for being here. One check, 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 one check, check. Check, 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 check. Nothing's changed. Everything's the same. Go, 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 go. Whoa. Ah! Get to it. Go. Do it. Do it. Do it. And then what, like a personal trainer supposed to sound like? Uh. Harder, faster, stronger. Go, go, go. You can do it. You can do it. That's what you as a personal trainer sounds like. I have never been a personal trainer, so I don't know. I think I would be much more gentle. Come on. You got this. You got this. Look at you go. Look at those muscles bulging. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm blushing. (laughs) No. Why? Uh, Because you're looking at my bulging muscles. I like your bulge. And complimenting them. Oh, my Uh, goodness. You like my bulge? (laughs) I'm just trying to get weird, baby. I'm just trying to get weird. That's all. You don't have to try very hard. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, working out is one of the more normal things, and maybe that's why I have resisted it over the years. When I look back in high school, and all my buddies were working out, and I was like, oh, you fucking meatheads you're so like everybody else and i was like mr grunge and smoking pot and 
listening to Metallica and mm. all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. But you were a fitness guru from way back. Yeah. I as well struggle. I struggle now with uh, watching people work out and feeling like, is that really worth it? Couldn't you be having more fun than that? It just seems hmm. so <sighs> stressful. Like There's a lot of negative, negatively stressful watching people work out oftentimes to me. Huh. I don't see that. When I'm at when we're at the Y and I see people working out, even if they're doing like big heavy stuff, mm-hmm. then I see the stress, but I don't see it as a negative thing. I see it as like they seem to feel accomplished to me when I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not always, but Yeah. So for instance, um our friend our good friend courtney i don't think she'll mind me uh mentioning this on here at all what if we give her address out (laughs) she would hate that (laughs) um yesterday no it's tuesday we went to yoga together a Mm -hmm. yoga class a yen yoga class Mm -hmm. so i am now on the opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to working out Mm -hmm. where it i need to be relaxed while i'm doing it Mm -hmm. in order for me to enjoy it Um, that's not totally true, but anyway, we're at yin yoga and after the class, I look over at her. It was her first yin yoga class and she Mm. rarely ever does yoga, uh, whatever type of yoga it is. And I'm like, how was that? And she was like, uh, it was all right. So she elaborated a little bit on that, but at the end of the conversation, she invited me to her bare fit workout class which is like crossfit oh, yeah. which she is like people up and stuff doesn't she it's like throwing giant tires and doing insane things lifting very very heavy things for like an hour straight mm-hmm. and then feeling like you're gonna collapse and die after mm-hmm. and she invited me to that class and i didn't even hesitate i was like nope <laughs> no and she was like you could do it i'm like i know i could do it i don't want to do it and she's like what do you mean i'm like i don't she's like if you can do it why wouldn't you want to do it and i'm like because that sounds <laughs> there's a lot of things i could do that i don't want to do yeah it sounds really like a place i used to live mm. that i've moved and i like this neighborhood a lot better mm, talk about that then. <laughs> yeah let's 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 hear about your upbringing your background as a oh. mm-hmm. hardcore exerciser yeah so like i've talked about before quite a bit on this podcast i used to be a competitive figure skater in my youth yeah i know and it was really intense and i worked out a lot like every day on the ice off the ice hours of working out i had an eight pack in my front and back (laughs) and is that really you can have a a pack in the back <laughs> yeah you can i was living proof i wow. had yeah a pack in the wow, back that's kind of scary it was definitely intimidating yeah for people so i worked out all the time and then let's see i stopped skating and then i felt really weird about not working out all the time and so i was invited by someone on the university rowing team this is in college I was invited to row uh, someone on the rowing team, a senior uh, team, a senior rower, mm. told me that I had like the body of a rower, that mm. I would be an amazing rower and I should try it. So I went to their tryouts and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like this is, I'm working out really hard again. This is me. Here I am. Yes, I'm alive. Woo. So I joined the rowing team and quickly was advanced to the senior team. Well, Yeah. And then it dawned on me that I don't want to be working out this hard. Didn't you tell me anymore? That they were like screaming, like the whoever's like the coxswain. captain or whatever, the coxswain. Yeah, the cox. Like, the coxswain. Yeah, is like screaming at the, at the person, at the people, like front of the boat. Mm-hmm. You fucking stupid bitches! Go <laughs> faster! Go faster! <laughs> it was like that. 
Yeah, it's more like positive generally, oh. but there's a lot of screaming. You bitches yeah. are badass. <laughs> yeah. Roll that fucking boat. <laughs> yes, it's that. <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, race or whatever, the Cox is ro- uh, screaming at you. Oh, yeah. wow. There's a little microphone that she wears and there's oh, speakers no. built really? into the boat. Oh, Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! Oh yeah! Wow! It's a thing, yeah. So wow. you're just getting like screamed at through this. There's like a speaker by each <laughs> rower, because you have to. It's so fun. hardcore. People have no like. I had no idea when I would see like when I, whenever you watch <laughs> rowing oh, competitions. Merrily, you know? merrily, merrily, merrily. <laughs> Life is yeah. It's so intense and a very masculine sport, which is as is ice skating. Ironically, it's mm. very masculine. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. That's right. Break your legs, motherfucker. Yeah. It's cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now I just want to have fun. And I was actually thinking that um, this morning, just reflecting on our friend Courtney inviting me to her barefoot class. Mm-hmm. And I was outside hula hooping and dancing and I was sweating mm-hmm. and, but feeling really like smiling and hat. Like <laughs> at one point I started crying outside no. because yeah, I just got really into my movement and with exercise, with physical activity, you get, this you know there's all kinds of chemicals involved Mm. that get released and and you get to this point of this like euphoria feeling Mm -hmm. when you're moving your body enough and when that's combined with enjoyable like movement Mm -hmm. oh like there's nothing better uh to me than that which is what i loved about ice skating but when you turn it into a competition right then it changes the way it feels yeah and it's something that you must do every day you yeah live it yeah. when it's goal oriented which like that's fine like you know whatever yeah. do your thing goal setting has mm-hmm. its place mm-hmm. and I all like that the goal of having fun what i like the goal of having fun and feeling good yeah that's what i'm saying i'm getting more into this Thanks to Abraham and others mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks has had this influence on me in such a big way, going more towards the feeling of enjoyment mm-hmm. and trusting that that is going to take me to my vision. That's yeah. going to take me to places that are going to feel great and great and more great. And just feeling great is enough. When, to feel when did great. you have that switch? <laughs> like when, cause you went, you know, was it the was it the rowing? Like when did you switch over to trying to enjoy your self improvement rather than try than it being this drill sergeant? As you said, the rowing you kind of like. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know if you really completed that story about the rowing. Yeah, well, I was going through a transition in life in a major way between high school and college after leaving ice skating, mm-hmm. and that took up so much of my time that when I wasn't doing it all of a sudden and it just stopped, I had no idea who I was. And so I've talked about that before on the podcast. And then I, and then I yeah. uh. for those that don't know, that was the podcast that where could Courtney be talked about in so many ways. being a pothead. That was yeah. my bong hit. <laughs> the cannabis <laughs> episode. It's quite, it's quite popular. If you're just new to the show, a lot of people will write in and talk about my bong hit. Noise. Yeah. And that's why Eric does it every episode now. <laughs> it also uh, used to be my form of working out. <laughs> yeah. Lift the bong, that's hit right. the bong. It's cardio and. Uh, sure. What do you call it? Muscle working out. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Right. Good old yeah. little bicep. Yeah, bicep workout. Workout. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going through that transition, using cannabis uh, or working with, communing with cannabis, whatever, uh, introduced to cannabis. Um, and I got away from the physical activity part Mm -hmm. of my Mm -hmm. life, which was such a big part of my life up until that point. Mm -hmm. And so then when I'm in college, I'm a sophomore in college and new, I just moved to a different college at this point in time. I'm trying to build community and I don't really have many friends there. So I get invited someone tells me I look like I could be a great rower and there's auditions next week. And I'm like, yeah, well I am really good at sports. Like I'm good at physical activity stuff. I know Mm -hmm. that. So let's give it a go. 
And here I am. I find myself amongst all these other women and we're all working out together. And I'm like, okay, this is my community now. Like maybe this is how I, this is, you know, how I find myself again. Mm. Uh, So that's how I got back into that intense of physical activity. Mm -hmm. And really it went from zero to a hundred. I wasn't working out like at all at that point. Um, So that was, I did that for like six months. Uh, I went from never having rode in my life to being promoted to the senior team and like traveling to compete. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, being screamed at through speakers and stuff. And it just dawned on me one day. What was it? Something really clicked something happened smoking some pot you're like you know what well yeah number one we were drug tested so i had to give up smoking cannabis and i was not enjoying that and two oh i there was a lot of gossipy type of stuff Mm. going on and as people got more comfortable with me as the senior team people who had been at a team Mm. for years uh, got more comfortable with me. I started overhearing more of the gossipy mm, talking shit about athlete you. stuff. No, they they shit. weren't. No, just other others. And I then could only assume they were also talking about. We're talking about other people that way. Yeah, we're talking about me around, when I'm yeah, not around. So obviously. I approached the coach about it, and I was like, I just feel like I do not like this vibe. Hmm. I liked the the novice team vibe, right? The, Mm -hmm. we don't know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to have community and work out vibe. But then Mm -hmm. when I got promoted to the hella like quad squad Mm -hmm. where all these women are like busting out of their uniforms (laughs) or muscles, drinking protein powder every two hours. I just thought I'm not, I don't like this. Mm. This is ridiculous. Let's, I had a taste of life. I had a taste of like enjoying life at that point. And I would have been very into that vibe three years before that. But Hey, I've smoked some weed. (laughs) I've had some great (laughs) hangout time. I've danced at some clubs at this point. Mm. I'm trying to enjoy my life. Yeah, good. I'm done with this. So that's when I exited Mm. and I felt great when I left that workout vibe yeah heavy workout vibe i bet yeah i love you know i'm just sitting there thinking how much i love doing this podcast with you because i get to learn even more about you things that we might not ever talk about really and just go through that we've spoken a little bit about your time in rowing but you're just kind of like yeah it sucked i got out of it Uh, so just to kind of think about that Mm. full picture and you being screamed at on a boat it's just a neat image now there are some not to totally just rowing like if, if i could if there was like a rowing club that was chill, yeah. they just like rowed they played in a mix chill <laughs> demeanor. The universe is moving through you. <laughs> you are source energy. Yeah. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Like there were, there were many beautiful moments where if you get synced up with mm. all other women mm-hmm. rowing or people rowing, whatever kind of rowing team you're on, uh, and you're not even moments of being screamed at where it's like, it unites you, you know, Mm -hmm, the adrenaline mm -hmm. can be, you know, the whole trauma bond thing. It can be a very beautiful feeling, um, in a way. Yeah. I mean, Um, you're getting those peak states and I think that's a lot of what people are really seeking consciously or unconsciously in athletics and in for sure. Right. There is that moment of it's that there's a term for it, probably a hundred where, you feel like physically you're you cannot go on Mm -hmm. and the same thing happens mentally it's like a sensation Mm -hmm. of extreme discomfort where Mm -hmm. you're mentally saying i there's no possible way i can go any longer and then because someone's screaming at you and you're on the line you're being held accountable by other people relying Mm -hmm. on you and if you're hardcore enough in an individual sport, you can do this to yourself, which I used to do growing mm-hmm. up, where you keep going anyway mm-hmm. and you block out mm. 
the the talk of you will die if you keep going but you keep going anyway you get past that and that's where it's like bliss it's ecstasy Mm -hmm. but it's hell (laughs) like getting there and so yeah that's where i just i don't know if i'm into that kind of ecstasy anymore Mm -hmm. i don't think i am Mm -hmm. when it It comes to yeah I, i really enjoy seeing you enjoy joy and um happiness you know that kind of yeah because i did you know we got together and you were just coming out of all that maybe a couple of years after the rowing even and you still had a tendency to really push yourself hard mm-hmm. and be hard on yourself even in your yoga you've talked about that how you would like pull muscles and stuff because you're just like i gotta push it to the limit and you know you're out there like we're splitting wood and you're like working like a freaking Amish lady out there. <laughs> you know. and, and you could see that look in your eyes. <laughs> you were. See, I mean, you didn't, didn't milk any that. cows, but you didn't. I would have. I would have milked those fucking sure cows. You damn sure would have. <laughs> I would have milked the most cows. I wish I had a fucking cow now just to go back in time for you milk. <laughs> oh but no, they like, I, I saw you kind of like, forcing yourself not not necessarily abusing yourself but like really pushing to that limit and there's a lot of value there because i was thinking about that today like how you know i i was last night i think i told uh, our son who spilled water in his lap on the way home from the church service like son you have to tough it out for a little bit you know and i started thinking i wonder what courtney thinks about me saying you know you're gonna have to tough it out because a lot of people are like oh you can't talk to a kid like that you've got to be compassionate you've got to coddle them and Certainly, we should be compassionate, and there are times when we should hold our children and say, you know, I'm sorry you're hurting, but there's also a time in life where you just got to tough it out and get through shit sometimes. So, like, that's a valuable kind of trait to have and to have learned. Yeah. You look like you don't agree. Well, when it comes to, I mean, like, yeah, there's a reality where there's nothing we can do about it, like, in that circumstance of Mm -hmm. our son having spilt water on his lap Mm -hmm. if i had a towel i would have given it to him so it's not that i would have had a (laughs) towel and been like you gotta tough it out i've got a towel but you know what (laughs) (laughs) you need to suffer no like i don't ever want to send that message to our children or anyone that you should endure pain Mm -hmm. just to grow Mm. when it's not necessary i don't agree with that anymore i would you know like last night i heard you say that and i was like would Mm. i have said it differently yes i tried to then come in and say i I didn't call him a sissy or anything i just said yeah yeah so you're better than you know generationally improving (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean that's where the way the way that we talk to others is how we talk to ourselves. Do mm-hmm. I want to tell myself you just got to like tough it out? Well, sometimes uh, I would rather use different language, you know, like to be softer and more gentle to myself mm-hmm. with love. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, this sucks like right now let's focus on a way forward like let's look at you know let's dive in dive into the sensation of water how does the water feel in your lap theo (laughs) tell me what exactly are you feeling it reminds me of mushroom tripping when so god back thinking about times when you'd have these really grueling mushroom trips and you're just like i just gotta fucking grind through it i gotta get through this thing to get to the other side but that's not really the truth, right? Like even the tough things. You don't have the, to. The, all you got to do is just let go. Yeah. Just allow the thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's a very different feeling to say tough it out versus relax into it. I'm curious how he would have responded to that. Um, <laughs> just relax into the cold water in your lap, Theo. Just relax no. into it. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's It doesn't. It doesn't feel good when you're feeling upset and feeling something unpleasant and somebody says to you, tough it out. 
Well, it I think that, I, I, you know, we're going to get into a little bit too much personal <laughs> stuff here, but I, there's maybe some value. I did say in this situation was kind of like, you know, I was being compassionate in the way I was saying it. I felt like anyway, you know, my upbringing was like, shut up, tough it out. Life sucks. Get over it. And I was like, I know it's not comfortable. Bud. I know it's cold. I know it feels bad, you know, but you're just going to have tough it out for a minute. We're going to be home here in like five mm. minutes. So right. you can I know. give me some fucking props there too, you know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could be more gentle on you, actually. Mm. Um, or not. <laughs> or not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I like what my dad, actually, my dad... <laughs> Who I, won't go outside barefoot. All right. Right, but I'm not... I'm, not, I'm just saying I like what... There's something he would say to me like 99% of the time when something like that happened to me mm-hmm. and I'd start to get upset and go like spiral. Mm-hmm. He'd say, it's all good. Shake it off. Mm-hmm. I I really liked I like that because yeah. it, it was like action oriented and like. You said that and he started just shaking. Weird. Yeah. Wow. Our dog, Smokey. Yeah. He started kind of convulsing slash humping the couch yeah. while sleeping. So, yeah, he goes shake it off. And like when he said that, almost always I felt a sense of relief wash over mm. me. Like, like, and you just want to do yeah. it. You want to actually like shake. Yeah. And that helps just like release. Instead oh, yeah. of like when I hear tough it out, I mm, clench. Clench up more. I'm like, Ugh! That's a neat, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'd rather, you know, say something like that. It's like, like that. empowering, yeah. shake it off, move on, just da, 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 yeah. move on. I'm going to tell him that next time he's we're having dinner outside and he's upset about Shake outdoors. it off. Shake it off. <laughs> Shake it off. You go on. Eat. I don't know if that's the same. He'd be like, or we could go eat inside. It's all the same. Oh. I mean, you can change any, most circumstances. Anyway, whatever. Right. So let's talk about your experience working out. You said you had friends that you would see like mm-hmm. pump and iron mm-hmm. and you would not, would they invite you to join them? And you would, sometimes I would go to the gym with them and I'd just be like, you're, this is stupid, but here's the, oh. here's the rub. Like I, I grew up where if you were exerting physical energy that didn't result in money coming in, you were wasting your time. You mm-hmm. were a fool. And I haven't like it. That's only really become a conscious reflection in the last couple of months since I've been trying to be more uh, physically active or, or get involved in some kind of fitness program. And it's amazing how much that really fed into my entire ethic. It's been really hard for me to just like have fun, to do things that were fun, because so much of my life growing up was just beat into work to make money life is tough. You've got to scrape every dollar you can. You've got to get up at 6 a.m. and go out there and work. I don't care what the weather is. You get your hammer, you get your lawnmower or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Now it was, it was a constant thing. My dad was like the skating coach and the lawnmower, the weed eater, the hammers and all that kind of stuff were, were my skates. And I remember thinking about thinking of my friends like you're just wasting your time. You're not doing anything productive with your time. You're just like lifting weights to stroke your own ego. It took a long time for me to overcome that where now I go into a gym and I see people working out and like inside of myself, I'm encouraging them. I think one of the most important things that I want to bring into this conversation, particularly for this podcast, is how this relates to accountability and integration. This is what we talked about in our last workshop that I led uh, uh, with the church in that integration is often spoken of as a verbal recounting, talking with your therapist or your friends or your integration coach about your experience. I think one of the biggest pieces of integration is doing what the mushrooms tell you to do. And that's not something we talk about a lot. Mushrooms told me several years ago that I needed to strengthen my body. And I didn't really know why. I just thought I just ignored it. I just didn't do it. And then there, even after that, I worked with this guy who came to Jamaica with his wife, a lovely couple. The husband was a bodybuilder extraordinaire. I mean, he had an eight pack on his back kind of thing. During his mushroom experiences, 
I'm going to try to convey this if I can. It's, it's still something that I'm processing. But um, So about a year or so before he and his wife came down, the mushroom started showing me how our meridian system works. Not going to be able to put that into words, but it, it, it showed me very clearly how the energy moves through our bodies and how powerful my energetic body was. And when he came down... I was starting to experience some pretty significant pain and and kind of strange things happening after mushroom trips. And when he came down, in his experience, he had a very uh, kind of convulsive experience, a lot of convulsions going through his body. And I took mushrooms with him and tried to kind of understand what was going on. It was one of the most beautiful memories I have of, of tripping with someone Kentucky, the dog was there and she was beside him, helping him process the energy, the information. And I saw in this experience with him that he had built this very powerful physical body, but he did not have, he did not have the, his energetic pathways weren't as strong. And that's what was causing these convulsions. It was just like, blasting all this latent energy through his meridian system that was just causing him to just shake violently for hours. And as I saw that and worked with him for a week, it started to occur to me that if I was going to continue working in the manner that I was with these insane levels of energy coursing through me, that I had to strengthen my physical body to kind of contain to contain all that and that was that was a couple of years ago when when that happened and it's only been in the last really six months if that maybe a couple months really that I've come to better understand and really enjoy getting physical without any kind of monetary return you know to just go and lift weights or to go and do a treadmill or whatever it is, you know. Uh, so it's been a huge part of my integration of psychedelic experiences. And looking back, you know, I'm not going to get into the should factor, but there is certainly a part of me as I feel the relief that it's bringing into something like chronic pain and how it is helping me understand my energy body better. There's certainly a part of me that wishes I would have listen to that message sooner. So that's, you know, that's just something I really want to try to convey to people. You know, if you're, t- if you're working with the mushroom, you know, in this kind of spiritual communion and you're getting information that's telling you, you should do something differently or explore something differently. I really want to encourage you to listen to that because there, there is truth coming through. You know, there's of course a need for discernment. There is the potential for delusion, but Anytime the mushroom experience is telling you to treat your body better in whatever way that is, like just listen to that and do it. And having an accountability partner or community is really valuable for that. And that's where, you know, I've mentioned him before, Emilio, you know, he's, he's just, he's been really inspirational for that. And he's, he's not one of these people that like makes you feel, and um, Jason, who we had on the podcast, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, who was at the last retreat, he was another one where it kind of woke it up in me. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's time. It's time to get to this. And uh, I'm just really grateful for those people who have been an inspiration and uh, a form of accountability for me there. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting thinking about the what you said about needing to build your physical strength to contain your energetic mm-hmm strength which is something i've just uh, never thought about in that way and i'm trying to envision that uh well let me put it to you like this so yeah i came to understand as well imbalance in my body particularly between in on a physical level it is the left to the right on the energetic level it is the male to the female right i don't give a fuck how wooey this sounds it's just all the stuff that i've experienced now i I was i have been putting disclaimers in front of that kind of stuff i'm gonna stop because it's just a reality that is um accessible to everyone and the left side is the uh, feminine side of the body it is the 
receptive side. The, the right is the male uh, assertive side of the body. And I found myself very out of balance there. And there were a number of ways that that was ex- shared with me by the mushrooms and by other people who had clairvoyancy that could see this in me, uh, not physically, but could see it in me energetically. And I had a mushroom trip, particularly it was the women's retreat that we did down there where I think I've shared this maybe on the podcast or no, it was actually on the on psilocybin. If you're not listening to the on psilocybin, man, that's a really good thing that I'm doing on YouTube, a live stream. They're all recorded. You can go check out the psilocybin says, uh, YouTube page and, and check out those, um, previous recordings of the on psilocybin Monday nights live during this women's retreat where I was, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away from the, uh, group of women underneath the, the Padoga or whatever you call it. The mushrooms said to me, we're going to show you how you heal people. And then all of a sudden my left arm just started clenching. My fist just started clenching and I could feel like all oh, this energy is pulsing up through my left and flowing out of my right. That started to happen pretty much every time I would trip with people after that. And it occurred to me that my body was being used as a way to transmute energy. We all are. This is happening for all of us really all the time. But as I got to a certain level within the world of mushrooms, it became more and more prevalent. And I started to understand more so my responsibility in the space as this transmuter of energy. And so I would go into these states where my right or my left arm would just clench and clench and clench. And during this first one in particular, as this was happening, I started to have this, my, my right just started to loosen and I could just feel like it was felt like water was just flowing out of my arm. And I had a memory occur that I had not thought of for years where I was hammering, working for my dad and I was hammering and thinking, you motherfucker, I can't wait till I'm out of this house, you son of a bitch, because he's just there screaming at me about how I'm not doing good enough, you know. And so it, it just became so real to me that this imbalance in my left and right that was both physically and energetically manifested was a portal for me to heal myself and therefore it helped to heal other people, right? The the poet Rumi says in one of his quotes, uh, says that the, the wound is where the light enters the body. And that's, I came to understand that in a very tangible way as this wounded feminine aspect of myself was it served as, as this entry point for me to help bring healing to others. And now I'm, I'm feeling it, experiencing it on levels now without mushrooms. I haven't, haven't had a, a good dose of mushrooms for several months now. Um, but as I'm doing this work on my body, I'm feeling my expressions of self become softer, right? As I strengthen this left, I become more in line, more stronger in my feminine aspect. And I, I I can see how that reflects in how I see women and how I engage with women. You know, if we just gone through this whole episode on porn and talking about that, and I, I know that it's all interwoven together. And like, we all know that we are energetic beings manifested as physical, that our physical being is just a sl- the vibration of the atomic energy is slow enough that it manifests into a physical form. Like that is a Mm -hmm. reality that we know. So to be able to relate the energy, the energetic body to the physical body to me makes a lot of sense. And I don't know if what I said makes much sense because there's so many different things that I'm pulling from that have informed Mm -hmm. this experience, you know, but I'm trying to put it into. It makes it mostly makes sense to me. I guess there's some, well, first I'll say I remember that time, uh, which was a couple years ago, a few years ago when you had that revelation just mm. over two years ago mm. with your left side and strengthening it mm. and how it relates to the feminine. And because that was the time when I was having baby fever mm. really strongly. And I had a mushroom uh, communion where, 
one, I was informed about all the things, the ways I needed to treat myself better by what I put in mm. to my body. And I, my diet changed a lot. The, the way I was eating changed a lot. But two, I spoke with our daughter who wasn't yet born yet. <laughs> and she, like I was told that because you had been strengthening your feminine side mm-hmm. that we could now have a daughter mm-hmm. that we could bring in um her so and it all was super clear in the experience and right. then i kind of started doubting it a little bit after but we ended up having a daughter so yeah. i don't know <laughs> i think this speaks to the um hmm, how do i want to say it it speaks to how the mushroom speaks to us or how the the all that is beyond the mushroom speaks to us. It's not rational. It's not rational. And that's one of the ways that we're hung up as a society on this ultra-masculine kick. Like, rationality is the masculine aspect. Yeah, can I say that's one of my least favorite phrases is when people say to me, it's just common sense. I can't stand that. Did phrase. I just say it? No, you didn't. You oh. you said the <laughs> rational. Sorry, in my own head, I guess I was speaking to what I heard, which is i.e. common sense. People say rational, be rational, mm. common sense. Think about what's common sense. And like, mm. while yes, like I, of course, I understand mm-hmm. common sense, street smarts, this mm. way of indicating it's just like. A given it's all it's known by anybody who has enough experience in life to know okay I get it but at the same time it's overused a lot in the way of come on like that's crazy talk like mm-hmm. be rational which is that masculine diminutive you're stupid you're below me kind of yeah energy yeah and that's I think that's a lot of what I felt about the bodybuilder culture was that it was so like you little puny boy. I wouldn't necessarily just to backtrack a little bit, say that masculine energy equals that. I think that's unhealthy masculine energy. I think that's Mm. diminutive. It doesn't equal masculine Um, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too far off track there. I think there's a lot that we could explore there and maybe, you know, language is a, an interesting topic, mm-hmm. uh, but it does feel very patriarchal to me. And if that's an unhealthy expression, um, but it's kind of like assertiveness, right? Assertiveness is considered a masculine trait. And this is like, we're going to get into a whole gendered right. Assertive versus around. aggressive. Yeah. Those are two very different but things. But that's, that's, and, and I, I would totally get with you and agree with you on the unhealthy masculine. And that's what I felt coming out of the, um, even like when you're talking about the uh, rowing, like that sounds like a very unhealthy masculine energy that's coming out of the, those women. And I think that's what I pushed back against in terms of the, the weightlifting and bodybuilding kind of thing before is just like a bunch of like, you know, I'm going to crush you kind of vibes. Uh, and yeah, I didn't want anything to do with that. I grew up with that. Uh, so to be able to, another thing that really has been very helpful for me, honestly, is in all the years that I've worked with people in mushroom space, the vast majority of, uh, the big strong men, which are always for a facilitator, like that's, probably the number one recurring concern is that some big dude is going to get aggressive or out of control in a ceremony, right? But across the board, what I have seen is the people, the, the, the men, it's, mo- it's mainly men. I don't think that I've ever worked with a female bodybuilder, but the, the bodybuilding men that I've worked with in the mushroom space are the most some of the most gentle and sweet and protective people. And they're, they're the people that I want in the mushroom space with me because like if shit goes wrong, like, or what if there's like aggression or, you know, anything like that, then to have a big sweet protector on your side 
is a beautiful thing. And that's what I, I want to be more and more of, you know, I want people to feel good being around me on every level, knowing that like if something, if somebody needs some help that I'm going to be able to help them in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been times that it brought me to tears. Honestly, there were several people and I know that it was, it was my programmed perspective that went into it, but there were several times in Jamaica in particular working with people who, you know, you just don't know somebody. They come to this retreat. You've never met them. They look, you know, like they could crush you with their bare hands and you just through the week see what sweet people they are. And a lot of times that outer shell is a kind of a, a, a guise to cover, I think, the soft, sweet underneath. Maybe maybe these were, maybe some of these people are, you know, very affectionate, feminine type men, like having that feminine energy and their balance was to put on muscles and to become intimidating in that way. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel for you now? Like what are you experiencing now as you're just beginning to start getting to get into this <laughs> like yeah. so that's why i'll make clear but, is like this is just a very early yeah stage. people listening are like picturing you <laughs> this like, big muscular man 200 he's out pounds there of- throwing around concrete <laughs> blocks no giant mm-hmm. tires anyway what was your question sorry right so as you're lifting your 10 pound <laughs> dumbbells <laughs> in the morning <laughs> they're 20 thank you very much <laughs> As my wife makes fun of me being all vulnerable here, <laughs> being all vulnerable. No, you've been lifting more than that. Those are 20. What are those? Those are 25. But you've been lifting two of those at once. Yeah. yeah 50. At certain times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, this, this uh, dude on TikTok, I felt better. Like this guy was like, a, this guy's packed. And he was doing these leg crosses with 20-pound weights, these things. And he's like, that is way too much for me. And so I started doing them with 10-pound weights like to get into your your lat, your lat lateral muscles. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Your question being, go ahead. We're all great. We're all jumping in the stream wherever we are. Definitely. Um, I'm curious what it feels like in the moment. Like as you're doing these more intensive it just feels like i'm finally listening to what the mushrooms or what i was inspired to do which anytime we do that whether it's quitting smoking or whether it's being kinder to people whatever the behavioral change that we know will be good for us it can be so hard to cross that line and to do the thing but when you do it and you feel how good it feels then you get that positive reinforcement and you want to keep coming back to it. Right. I would say with confirmation from someone you that cares about you and you trust. Because oh, like you making fun of me on the <laughs> podcast. Real No, oh, well, come yeah. on. That's healthy. Playing. Of course, baby play. That's how people like, know. I don't make fun. Like, <laughs> like I got any room You're not to my say cult leader. What? So like I got any room to talk as much as I poke at you on this podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'll No, play. I'm just I'm I'm just pointing out that it's like what I was trying to bring up on the Sunday service before Ananda started screaming mm-hmm. as I was trying to communicate my reflection but just thinking about times in the mushroom space not just with myself but with you Mm. and others how there's revelations that happen and they can feel really extreme as Mm. you're coming out of the mushroom space and more into the reality in which we are in most of the time Mm -hmm. and really start weighing these things that it felt so certain like it felt so certain I needed to mm-hmm. leave this relationship now mm-hmm. that I need to leave my job now like right now tomorrow mm-hmm. and it can feel very much like that's exactly what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. and then it can we found ourselves saying things like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this thing um, or even like I need to pursue a relationship tomorrow right like i need to make sure it happens Mm -hmm. 
And then it starts feeling like, wait, hold on. Like there's implications here Mm -hmm. to that, but I still got to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm just making the point because you said no matter what it is that the mushroom tells you to do, it's going to be a good thing. And well, if it's take, it's, if it's telling you to take care of yourself in any way, it's a good thing. But go ahead. Sure, but that can be like yeah, it can be it can extreme. Just, I, I it get can be saying. very yeah. extreme, mm-hmm. and it can come across extreme mm-hmm. in the mushroom space. And that's part of the benefit is to I feel like is to wake us up yeah. into these very real relationships that we're in with ourselves, with others, our lifestyle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just to also get as we're having these revelations to get feedback from people that we care about and that's, love that's us. a tricky one it is, that is tricky too but a lot of just, times the people you love are the people that will want to keep you in where you are you know but what you're saying that that's I think true is, non-biased what, people what, might, what you're saying might. that i think is really really important is to be tempered in our integration yeah not just like yeah to not go leave everything behind you know like if i would have went out and just like all of a sudden tried to do some crazy uh crossfit thing or whatever you know it probably would have been bad for me so that i have eased into this is good it brought me first to qigong and to that kind of understanding of the physical interface with the energetic and then i slowly got into uh, a little bit more intensive stuff so you know it's all happening just like it should Uh, but yes we should indeed be patient in applying the lessons that come from the mushroom mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like it speaks irrationally but we need to be rational in how we work with the information and that's part of this migration for me towards more inflow physical activity mm-hmm. it for me has contributed towards me being more level in general mm-hmm and instead of jumping from one extreme to the other, which was very reflected for me and how I exerted my physical body, mm-hmm. now I'm more towards like, let's, I'd rather go for a hike for three or four hours mm-hmm. that's like explorative where you take breaks and you're like taking it in and mm-hmm. it's this like flowing state of adventure than um, being screamed at for 60 mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. and feeling like I'm going to just collapse after, you know, like mm-hmm. the extremes g- going from going from one extreme to the other physically just leads to going from one extreme to the other in our emotional states. For right? sure. With mushrooms, even, mm-hmm. you know, there's recovery time there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of integration time there. Mm-hmm. There's it's like. You know, a process that probably isn't healthy to do every week or. Yeah, it depends. You know, yeah, it's definitely situational. Um, Look forward to having Shane. I'm sure he won't mind saying his name. He's going to be on the podcast. Him talking about how he's worked with mushrooms Mm -hmm. very intensively to get through some very challenging life experiences. But overall, I completely agree. Well, but in a case like that, where you're already living in extremes, that's kind of Mm -hmm. a transitory, like a healthier step Mm -hmm. towards, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you're still energetically needing to be in extremes, but with a different voice, a healthier way. Yeah. yeah. And moving out of that, slowly moving out of the extreme. No. And I've, I've really tried to be mindful of that. Uh, with the working out, there have been some times where I've thought or have felt inclined to just kind of go over the top with it. And I've held myself back and just been like, no, let's just easy. You don't have to become anything. Just, just do your thing. Enjoy it. And when you're not enjoying it, then move away from it and go do something else and come back to it when you're enjoying it. That seems like such a important thing for us to learn as a society, you know, just to enjoy. We're, we're taught to like, you got to go to school and do the grind. You got to get a job and do to get the grind. You got to have the family and get the grind and grind and grind and grind. And there's so little talk about following your inspiration, following your intuition, hanging out with people that help you feel good, doing things where that like you really enjoy rather than 
You know, this kind of forced achievement, goal-oriented achievement. I'm all for goals. I'm all for, like, trying to get things done. But I'm finding that you get so much more accomplished by allowing it to happen rather than trying to force it to happen. Yeah, that's what I like. Well, you're liking. Surfing the wave. You're liking. Huh? It's been a journey. You're liking it more and more. <laughs> I'm liking it more and more. It looks good on you. I was pretty impressed, though, when you came to me at the when we were at the gym. You know, you just kind of do the treadmill and the yoga stretch thing for the most part. And uh, when I first started getting into the weights and you were, like, showing me some of your knowledge, I was pretty pretty awesome how knowledgeable you are on the body and nutrition and all that goes into healthy living. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's another thing that I've realized is I really like when I'm cooking and when I'm living and Mm. working out, I like that low and long approach that like slow cooked Mm. that the, the flavor and the juice is in the moment to moment, the extended Mm. effort and awareness. For instance, I've noticed with this, you know, the barefoot, crowd the crossfit crowd Mm -hmm. and not everybody but i have noticed that there's a lot of and in general the physical fitness crowd there's a lot of like let's work at our desk for eight hours straight sitting and then go work out and like nearly black out after 90 minutes of workout that's where i'm not i'm like i'm not into that i'd rather Mm throughout my day be conscientious in my moment to moment of how I'm holding myself, mm-hmm. how I'm breathing, mm-hmm. standing, like being integrative in mm-hmm. throughout my day and mm-hmm. not just in one two hour period. Well, there's actually, the there's substantial research, research that has shown that if you are sedentary for more than I think four hours, that no amount of working out later on during the day will make up for that. It's all about, just like you're saying, that balanced, okay, be still and move, be still and move, be Mm -hmm. still and move, which is also something that I'm learning philosophically through the Tai Chi, which is another thing that Mushrooms told me for years. Go do Tai Chi classes. Go take Tai Chi. And I'm like, wow, what is this? Wow. And now that I'm doing it, I'm starting to understand. I'm getting the inspiration to move. Yep, we've been there for <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time to move. We've been still long enough. All right, get out there and uh, move or be still, whatever the moment <laughs> calls for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening to us talk about our incredible feats in the physical realm. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please do head over to our Instagram page. Yeah, we've got one. We do. And we post on it. We do. I do. Uh-huh. I post things on there. There's also some fun stories that go up on there. Those ephemeral stories that disappear after 24 hours. And if you don't see them in the moment, then you missed them forever. Things like Eric doing Tai Chi. Things like... <laughs> taping me when I'm not looking something happening here that I'm not aware of you can see how I <laughs> enjoy my hula hooping while tears run down my face and in booty shorts in booty shorts and things like that I think so, they would get a lot more views than me uh, doing Tai Chi uh, depending on the no I'm sure of it depending doesn't on the matter view, but... yeah no it's yeah Okay, well, there's so much to see on Instagram. (laughs) Check it out. You know, the more you check it out, the more we post. And um, also check out Eric's on psilocybin live streams Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Those conversations are really fun. And you can jump right in there and ask the questions, those lingering, burning questions that you have as you listen to these episodes you can jump on the live stream. Yeah, or just just talk with me. That's that's I want to do this as a way to engage with the audience. Courtney's with the kids at that time, so she's not available. Uh, but this is just something that I wanted to offer as a gift to our listeners and to the psychedelic community 
overall. So yeah, check it out. Live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn. Right now it's on Mondays at 7. It's probably going to shift to Saturdays at like 10 a.m. here before too long just because of my schedule shift and I want to keep offering it out there. So, But before- just stay, stay posted and a great way to get notified of those is by subscribing to our Psilocybin Says YouTube and hit that little notification bell and when Eric goes live, you'll get notified. Yeah, baby. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.